you're dealing on a daily basis with team vendors on site, whether it's inspection or tool holding or work holding, they're all on one site and they're all working on that 18 month to two year project. But when you're working all together in that collaboration, you know that all them ingredients have to come together. Welcome to the MTD Podcast. I'm Giovanni Albanese, hosting today's show, a passionate engineer and a very proud member of the MTD team. Today I'm really excited to to return to the headquarters of Grob Machine Tools UK in Birmingham for our monthly joint podcasts, learning all about this world-leading machine tool, automation and technology supplier, and finding out about work culture that makes it tick. Rob currently employs 6,800 people worldwide with a billion plus euro turnover and still a family managed business since 1926. Over the coming months, we will find out how they have remained so successful globally, passed the test of time and are continually evolving and adapting to market changes. Today, we will concentrate on Grob Fournet Digital Solutions and the service and support which are critical to future success. I have the pleasure to be joined by two very special guests. Firstly, Carl Downing, a passionate, time-served engineer with a wealth of experience, an advocate for everything good in engineering and a solutions provider at Grob UK. Great to see you again, Carl. Hello, Gio. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Good to be back in, in Birmingham and good to, to catch up. Last time I seen you was at Brave, wasn't it? Yep, yep. We're doing a, another episode of the Grob Pod today. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant. And uh, we'll catch up in again, again shortly. Now, also on this podcast, we have the pleasure to be joined by Adam Cope, UK Service Manager, Grob, U- uh, Grob UK Machine Tools responsible for installation, commissioning, applications, service and support. Welcome to the MTD podcast, uh, Adam. Gio, nice to meet you. Um, seen you a lot online, so uh, it's good to meet you in person. No, brilliant stuff, Adam. I want to kind of look into your role a lot more. It's the first time I've had the pleasure to meet you, so it's, it's, it's brilliant. Um, but, you know, this is about really, this podcast is about kind of the importance of service and support and how you guys have in, incorporated, you know, digitalization and in Industry 4.0 into that. Um, but first, before we go into that, can you just tell us a little bit about yourselves, please? I know you've been on the podcast before, Carl, but you've got a relationship that kind of begins before Grob. Um, so, Adam, first, tell us why engineering, how you got into engineering and, and about your relationship with Grob and, and Carl. Um, pretty much went into engineering straight from school um, back in 1995, I believe. So done a modern apprenticeship. Um, was interested in engineering, obviously, so went down that route. Um, joined Grob in 2012. Um, so was on the road for Grob as a mechanical service engineer, um, service in the UK and Ireland. Um, the last two years um, I've been doing support on site projects um, and in the last year we've been doing the service manager role here at Grub UK. Have you been getting busier? Yeah it's it's definitely getting busier and things are picking up and we're it's testing us and we're stepping up to it. Brilliant stuff. Now Carl we, we, we mentioned the culture at Grob um, and now you know in the UK this culture 
um, that you're renowned for around the world is, 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 is a big thing for you guys. Now, tell our listeners a little bit about the culture and about your team, about you and your team in the UK. Yeah, well, the culture from Grob Worldwide really is that, that family ethos, really, and it's quite a nice fit with Grob UK that myself, Adam, uh, the managing director, Lewis Hill, um, application engineer, uh, Luke, we've got service engineers uh, on the road. We all completed our apprenticeship together um, and we've known each other for the best part of 20 years now and obviously inside and outside of work we've got quite a tight relationship so bouncing off each other again on a personal level and on a working level it, it really fits well and it, it really does it really works for Grub and what UK. Are the, what are the main benefits to this really close kind of close-knit family kind of business? I think you can you can be honest and direct and I think if you haven't got that that freedom to be express yourself where we have with each other honestly and openly I think I think that's a negative where where Grub UK because we have that that working relationship we know each other inside and out our, our families are friends uh, our wives are friends we hang out all the time you can you've always got that that openness and that that honesty to say how it is and I think I think that's quite a strength really and would you say that this is one of the secrets to your success you know globally you know a, a family-run business since 1926 Adam yeah definitely because um, when a company's family run it's it's obviously they want to take it in the right direction and do the right things for not only their people but the, the customers and just continue to grow um, and like Carl said uh, we've all got that sort of bond to work off each other um, even the guys who who haven't come through that route have worked together at other places in the past so everyone on the team really knows each other and knows what we want to do and what direction we want to go in mm -hmm. I, th I think it's massive and it's admirable really the kind of business that you've got here and, and long may it continue now today we are discussing grob for net digital solutions and service and support so let's start with you, Carl. Grob are renowned in the automotive industry and the machines in this industry just can't afford to go down. So, you know, how do you ensure that this doesn't happen? It's very true, Gio. Obviously, with the automotive, uh, especially with um, the projects in the UK, you're looking at it can be 10 to 50 to 100 machines in a line. You're working with two, three, four, five, six, seven different vendors at a time. Um, the machines are churning out thousands of components, so I think it comes under that umbrella of rapid response. So you have to be on ball every second of the day. You have to have all the equipment uh, at your fingertips ready and ready to respond immediately with, with anything. And you have to work, again, with all them different vendors, knowing their strengths, their weaknesses. So it's not just about the machine going down. It's about trying to bring that all together, and obviously getting that machine up and running, but making sure everybody's on the same page. And, and Adam, give us some examples of, of service and support and, and some examples, some success stories really from when you've reacted so quickly. Um, I think it's, like Carl said, having the skills. So um, lots of our guys are multi-skilled, so we've got a good choice of who we can send to a customer, but their knowledge and experience, um, that that's probably our best um, thing because we can... 
we can support in any way. Once we're there, quickly identify the problems, feedback, anything that needs feeding back to, to be backed up from the office. Um, yeah, so... So that knowledge is a, is a, is a major aspect to, to kind of the, the service and support that you offer. Yeah, but again, the, the engineers, the service engineers, whether it's the mechanical, electrical software or the applications, they build very strong relationships with the customers. And that's uh, the management level at the customers or or the maintenance team. So they have they have their own WhatsApp groups. They have their own talk. They get in contact with them. So sometimes they don't necessarily contact Adam or the office. They'll just drop a quick message or a quick call. And again, that service response, that machine's back up and running quick. So they don't have to necessarily, or they don't always go through that chain of command. They just, they've got that working relationship. So they just get in contact straight away and obviously find that solution as quick as possible, which is what we all want, really. Yeah, and and, and, that, and that that's going to lead on to um, some other points during this podcast. So let, let's step away from the automotive industry just for a second, because I know that you are um, very active in, in, in that mm. sector, but you guys are doing an absolutely grand job of getting the grob machines into all engineering faci- facilities for all sectors, um, and whether that be a, a small or large engineering uh, manufacturer, um, subcontractors, um, you've broken down the barriers to entry. Um, mm. Does this same level of support apply to smaller end users? Um, and how did you make them realise that, yes, Grob is for me and it's not out of my reach? 100%, yeah, it's the same. Obviously, I think people have that perception where... Th- they deem that the automotive is different and obviously it is different to a degree with the volumes of machines and the amount of vendors that are all on one side and obviously the, the physical size of that project. But it's still the same. If a machine's down, the machine's down, whether it's one or ten or a hundred machines, you still have to have you still have to have that stuff behind you as a company to be able to respond and react in the same sort of way. And obviously we've learned things as Grub UK, as Grub Worldwide that there is subtle differences, but we can still apply the same, same makeup and still get that end result. I mean, you know, I, th- I think we touched upon it in one of our last podcasts, Carl. And and you know, when I was out on the road, it was you know ten years ago, it was infrequent mm. that I'd see a, a grub machine tool in a, in a small end user. But all of a sudden, I'm seeing a lot more of them in all different kind of arenas. Mm. You know. The Grob machine tool has cut its teeth in the automotive industry where it's got to be reliable, it's got to be uh, running 24-7. So isn't this massively advantageous to to any manufacturer of any kind of component, Adam? Yeah, I think in in some aspects, the standalone um, customers or the job shop environments, it's it's even more so because... Like Carl said, if you're in an automotive uh, company with multiple machines, you can perhaps afford to have one machine down, but this could be your, your main asset mm-hmm. in your shop, your, your only value stream. Um, so that, that's imperative to get that machine up and running as soon as possible. And, you know, we, we were at Luff, um, and we touched upon Luff for one of the, the, the last podcasts that we did. He didn't um, run 24-7 before, but all of a sudden now with the twin pallet, uh, grub machine that he invested in is is running twenty four seven for kind of low low to medium volume work. What difference does that make to a, a small engi- engineering business, Adam? 
a massive difference for them and I think they they soon learn when they've got that ability to do uh, lights out machining the machine instantly becomes more valuable um, so when it is down mm. they they need a response even quicker because they're so used to having that continuous yeah, supply becomes of second components. nature then doesn't it yeah so tell me about your responses then. So, you know, stock levels and logistics. Talk us through through this, Adam. What, what are the kind of lead times that you would expect? Um, if a customer reports a machine is down, um, the call will either come into the office here or directly to myself. Um, we'll aim, if that call's coming early in the morning, we'll try and respond that day if we can. Um, if not that day, we'll respond the next day. So we, we're sort of looking at six hours response time before we can have someone ready to travel and then obviously depending on the location that customer will arrive in good time and a lot of the time you've already solved the problem before it's even happened and we'll be moving on to preventive maintenance um, Mm. in in a short while during this podcast now Carl I didn't want to mention COVID uh, today uh, (laughs) but it's hard to hide the fact that you know it's changed the way in which we live and work around the world um, how have you adapted to this change and how have you added value through digitalization at Grob? Um, the the Industry 4 packages that we now, again, I'll say the Industry 4 packages that we've, that we've made ourselves, we do use them in our own production facilities in Germany, in all, in all our plants worldwide. So the, the Grob for Line, Grob for Analyze, the Coach, the Simulate, the Connect, the Interface, the Automation, they're all solution packages that are tried and tested but used on site so we use them daily so we know that they work and um, they've never been more highlighted as a need as now obviously with covid remote diagnosis is absolutely key and we've found that and i'm sure adam knows more about that than i do give give me some examples on on remote diagnosis um it's it's a a brilliant tool because maybe i don't know the exact percentage but probably close on 80% of calls are something simple and it's an easy fix. So um, depending on the operator of the machine, skill level and, and knowledge of the machine, it's sometimes hard to get that information back to understand what they're trying to ask, what they're trying to say. But with remote diagnostics, we can we can dial onto the machine, we can see the, the HMI, we can see the screen, we can take uh, machine crash and error logs and spindle logs so we can have the full information on our side to fully diagnose what their issue may be. Um, obviously, with COVID, we've had some travel restrictions. So customers in, in uh, Southern Ireland, for instance, we've been able to uh, support with remote diagnostics rather than sending a guy there and getting the information we need online. And have you actually been solving the problems remotely? Yes, yeah, we can... We can not only solve problems, but if we need to to change settings or update software or anything, that can all be done remotely. And, and is that is that been a game changer for you guys? For the company and for the customers, I think the, some of the customers, if we're being brutally honest, were a bit hesitant at the start, but once once they've dipped their toe in the water, they can, especially again over the last six to eight months, they've realised that it's one hell of a tool, definitely. So you always had this technology at your fingertips, but it's been accelerated through COVID. And, yeah. and is, is, is that correct to say? Yeah, yeah. Literally the nail on the head, Geo, it, it's massively been accelerated through COVID. Yeah, yeah, now, definitely. Tell us about, you know, you're a very 
technological company you know you've got you're at the forefront of technology so start telling our listeners a little bit about your technology about the spindle diagnostics you know about some of the technology that they will get with your products uh, so one of the main ones i suppose is gsd so that's grob spindle diagnosis um it's no secret that the heartbeat of any machine tool is the spindle so it's absolutely paramount that the condition of that spindle is kept to its optimum. Uh, we all know in the real world, the customer wants that spindle running 100%, 100% of the time and they want to get as much out of it as physically possible. But um, if, if we're honest, you have to take care of have to take care of the heart. So yeah, having that, that diagnosis tool to make sure that that tool is balanced when it's in the spindle and it should be doing what it should be doing at the right times. It's key, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and that's a that's a that's a big it, point. It also highlights it's not only about protecting the machine tool and the spindle, but because the system is sensitive, it also highlights problems in the customer's process. So we can then, from that, mm. give them advice with the process yep. and and maybe change their work holding or the their tooling based on what we're seeing from the spindle diagnostics. And, and when we touched upon that prior to the podcast didn't we adam you know your machine tool is a good solid product that you believe in but if the work holding isn't correct or the tooling isn't correct they're not going to be able to use that machine tool to its full capability so are you saying you're telling our listeners that you can help to educate your clients in in regards to the best work holding tool definitely definitely and again i think that draws on that experience from the automotive when you're dealing and adam knows this more than me when you're dealing on a daily basis with up team vendors on site where you've got specialists of whether it's inspection or tool holding or work holding they're all on one site and they're all working on that 18 month two year project to get that 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 project finished but when you're working all together in that collaboration you know that all them ingredients have to come together to get that Perfect. perfect result, perfect process, that stable process that stable in, a, in process. a way. And I think that, you know, selling one machine is all good and well, but, you know, the service and the support, you know, helps to sell the second and the third. You know, I'll give you an example, and going back to the automotive industry, my previous car, you know, I, I had no end of problems with mm. it, but the service... But I liked the car, but the service was absolutely dreadful. And I promised myself I'd never go back to that brand and again. And when, when I bought my next car, you know, I really kind of made sure I bought what I wanted. And I so much appreciate now the service and support that I get. And I'll probably not go to another brand now. And is that the same with machine tools, Adam and, and Carl? Definitely, yeah, definitely. We, we all live in the real world and it's, you hate to say it, yeah, mistakes happen and... Everybody has problems, but as long as you respond in the right manner, as long as everybody's honest and upfront from the word go, and that that solution gets resolved as quickly as efficiently as problem as as possible, then everybody's happy at the end of the day. And the problems will always arise, and there'll always be issues. But the customer appreciates if you're a fast response. You've like you've said, you've been open. You've um, solve those issues it, it's about the the service from that side it, it, you're trustworthy and and you we fix things and you're absolutely right it's not about want. the problem problems will always happen in a world like this there'll always be change there'll always be problems but it's how you deal with them problems definitely yeah um and moving back on to like the the the, the, the digitalization aspect um and the pr- predictability the traceability the the comp 
comparability. <laughs> you all know, all these, all the, all, the, all this nice data that you get in. Tell us how you use yeah, well, that data and how ultimately it benefits the the end user. It's it's not just a buzzword anymore, really, is it? Obviously, data is king. Data. Everybody produces data, whether it's the operator themselves produces produces data, the machine, the tooling data, the coolant's producing data. Everything's producing data. So, and every customer's after that added value to the business to make sure that the process is not inefficient, uh, overproduction, transport, uh, wait times, um, stock fluctuation, faults with the machine. It's paramount to make sure that you're constantly um, finding that that process to make sure that it's better all the time and continuous continuous improvement prog- uh, progress, really. So, I mean, like at the beginning of the podcast, Carl, you know, with your title, we didn't even use the word sales. It, we, we, touched, we, we said you are a solutions provider. It's more than just selling a machine tool. It's, it's selling the complete yeah, package, yeah. isn't it? We're, we're all passionate about what we do, yeah. Yes, we, we sell machine tools, but we're also worldwide. We're also behind the scenes. There is a lot of engineers engineers from the ground up everybody's an engineer and everybody's passionate about what they do and they want to get the best result really i mean at the end of the day you know selling does make the world go round and manufacturers need to reduce cost per part Mm. Um, and so tell our listeners how you can increase their profitability um through through production and transparency uh basically the 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 industry four packages will do that you have to each customer that Everybody, they don't necessarily have the time to take a step back from their production and actually analyse where they're losing, where they're losing costs. So these Industry 4 packages, they highlight it very visually, very easily, and they can be installed easily as well. So you don't have to employ experts. uh, You don't have to have teams of people trying to find out where you're losing costs, uh, where you're losing processes. These... Industry 4 packages like the Analyze, like the Grob for Track, they will collect all that data, pull it all into one place and then visualise it to you so you can interpret it and analyse it. And improve. And improve. So, so effectively what you're saying is, Carl, you know, this digitalization Industry 4.0, some people, you know, may think of it as, as um, a tool just to, to have remote access, spindle diagnostics so on and so forth to, to keep the, the machine running but in fact it's a lot more than that it's a lot more i think it, it was a bit gimmicky to start with but i think I, I think i think it was a bit gimmicky but now again highlighting through covid it's it's come to the forefront and actually people are going actually this is not this is something to to take a step and have a look now and so the, the it, beauty of all the different packages is once that machine is connected it opens it up so you don't have to take all these packages, but you've got the option. Once that machine's online securely, you can you can choose and add on whatever you want, mm, collect yeah. the data you want. So you mentioned gimmick, Carl. You know, it, you know, in, in the past, I agree with you. I agree with you. A lot of people using the word industry, word industry 4.0, not really fully understanding uh, what it meant. So, you know, you've just mentioned all the connectivity of the machine tool. You know, when selling a machine tool, do your clients, you know, primarily they're thinking, I just need to cut metal. You know, they've got a process in place. I want to cut metal. I can imagine in the past, maybe people didn't really use it to its full potential. Have you seen your clients now using this connectivity um, of the machine tool to its full potential and reaping the rewards, Adam? Yeah, we, we what we prefer to do is 
let the customer, if they've got a new machine from us, let the customer set that machine up, get the jobs on, get the machine full and be in full process with that machine before offering them a trial of the Industry 4 stuff because if they're not using the machine to 100% capacity, they're not going to see the benefits of the Industry 4 stuff. So. And they get false data. But does this also give them a really good real-life comparison from exactly. where they were to where they are now going to be? Exactly, yeah, exactly. And does that help you then with justification on selling them the second, third, fourth <laughs> machine? Of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> Can't really say more than that, yeah. But everybody... You have to highlight your weaknesses. You have to, you have to, you have to face up to where where you're losing production, where you're losing process. Everybody's after that extra little bit, and again, that touches back on the automotive, where we are as grub. We were driven to find every single second. Well, I think in in the automotive, most manufacturers spend millions on their own systems for collecting this data, and they've always collected this data because mm. they've they've had to in that industry but uh, a small job shop or um, a standalone customer hasn't doesn't want to spend millions on the data. So if we've got these packages available, it just allows them to collect that data simply. But they're wreaking the rewards, aren't they? You know, on the same theme as like the automotive industry, you know, the Formula One industry does the R&D really for the for, for the future cars that come out. Exactly, and then they, yeah. get, they reap the rewards exactly, from yeah. that. And, and it's similar kind of analogy what we're discussing here isn't it if you if you're not installing packages like this you're literally the data's literally just going out the window it's just wasted you're not you're not acting you're not reacting you're not you're not acting on that data and you're really losing out yourselves and i think the problem is you know with with data is how to analyze it mm. so if you've got apps within your software that is analyzing the data for the end user it's simplifying that particular process because i would assume that a lot of engineers haven't got the time to be there analyzing data exactly exactly and what's what's really good about this we can we can um we can install these packages into third-party machines as well right so, so that is interesting i didn't know that that's yeah not a lot of people and, do, and yeah. carl you know this is a podcast it's hard to visually kind of illustrate to our listeners how it all works so maybe we can do a video on this on on mtd to kind of really educate and show our listeners audience how that 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 works i think that's important but i'm guessing that our listeners are really kind of getting a feel for the power of this connectivity and and software that that you uh incorporate into your machine tools so finally guys this is this has just been really educational for me and uh, to learn about all this connectivity but staying on the theme of connectivity and and programming you know you work with lots of different partners from a programming perspective how familiar familiar are you with all of them adam and how does that benefit your business well obviously very familiar um our own machines uh, we've as you know, Siemens, Heidenhain, Fanuc Controls, Beckhoff, um, some of the partners that we have for automation have uh, one of those controls. So our applications guys are versed in all those different languages, so we, we can support programming in, on each control also. So, yeah, it's, it's an important part to, to know all of the, all of the control systems. And, and I'd say it's a massive part, isn't it, Carl? Massive, yeah, because, like you said, some... Some customers, they are used to Heidenheim and that's that's all they want. Their operators are used to it. That's the language they they want to they want to operate in, and 
there's there's no moving away from that and it's not necessarily that one controls better suited than the other but that's the way that company's set up so you have to be we have to be prepared to say well that's the way that they want to go down so we will offer and give them the best solution for that that package that they want it's great to have that flexibility because mm. i suppose people get familiar with a certain control system and want to continue using that you know you so do, it's yeah. great you do. to be able to, yeah. to yeah. offer that now guys it's been an absolute pleasure today i hope our listeners have learned a lot about your business from a service perspective and from grob for net uh, digital solutions that you offer with your machine tools now Guys, Carl, what, what, what's the next podcast that we're going to so be the doing ne- together? Yeah, the next podcast will be Napier Turbochargers, and that will be uh, quite an exciting one. So definitely uh, tune in and listen to that one. So we're actually going on-site, aren't we? We're going on-site, yeah, we're going on-site. There will be uh, a lot of content, uh, a lot of detail in that one, a lot of subjects to cover. So. I look forward to it. Carl, it's been a pleasure. Adam, it's been brilliant to meet you, and thank you very much for joining Thanks, us on Gio. the MTD podcast. And you, Gio, thank you. Thanks so much to our listeners for listening to the the latest uh, MTD podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and found it interesting and educational. Please let us know what you think and don't hesitate to contact Grob Machine Tools UK Limited to find out more. Until next week, the MTD podcast. Thanks for listening to the MTD podcast. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Find more episodes on mtdcnc.com.